Welcome, 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 everybody, to If I May, a podcast where uh, I guess we're just a bunch of average guys uh, named Nick, Brent, and Kyle, and we talk about basically whatever and interrupt each other, you know, as, as politely as we possibly can. This is episode 24. Let's go. All right. Uh, if I may, if I may quickly, can I throw in that Nick Adlibs, it's no flack for it. I guess this is flack technically, but I had lib a little bit on the intro in. Oh, you can't read. So if <laughs> a, a listener or viewer uh, listened in and thought I was reading from a script or that it, whatever I said didn't make sense, feel free to reach out to our Twitter or any other uh, medium <laughs> which we contact on, which Brent manages uh, primarily. And please let me know exactly what I said that didn't make sense. And if... More than six people agree who are not Brent's family. <laughs> I will read from the script strictly going forward. Full I just throw out the same. Go ahead, Kyle. If I may, full disclosure, I can't really see or hear anything in this thing. Perfect. So let's jump into Zarabus news really <laughs> right. quickly with Brent. I got to And throw the Halloween away. theme can be explained. Just to get out to finish this thing, nobody has anything to me either. So my living must be good if that's the standard of six people. Uh, Zarbos News is Kyle. Oh, sure. So the uh, the board game thing that we talked about a couple weekend weeks ago, or have touched on a little bit. Uh, I made it on uh, Tabletop Simulator. It's a game you can get on Steam. So it is now on. It, I just called it. Name slightly pending, Zaru Star, just so everybody could find it. So Z-A-R-U-S-T-A-R. That's on Tabletop Simulator now. So if people feel like uh, downloading it and trying it, uh, it's there. Full free. It's awesome. It's so much fun. It's still going to improve. That's Kyle thinks of more ideas. Basically. Or if you ever listen to my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key right there to any successful game is just listen to Brent. So happy Halloween. We got, we got spookies. We got spookies above us right here and over in that corner. There's spookies. We got spookies in our, our thing. Apparently we have spookies. It's very spooky. We had spookies. Yep. Um, but with the Halloween theme, we have uh, Kyle in a lovely Iron Man mask. Can we, can we see that again quickly? Uh, you've got, that's 3D printed, correct? Yeah. Very nice. Glory. That is uh, quite fantastic. I'm not nearly prepared, and frankly, I don't think I have a costume. Uh, Brent, do you have anything for Halloween that you plan on doing? Oh, no. Other than gaining weight, that's pretty much the only thing I'm planning on doing. Halloween, I find, this year has come at the worst time. It's come right at the end of cross-country. The one thing that guarantees I go out and exercise every day. And... What? Isn't it the, the end of cross country? Meaning now that cross country's done, you can sit around and eat Halloween candy. That that's the worst time for it though, because now I'm not the be best time because you don't have to worry about gaining weight and trying to keep up with the kids. <laughs> See, but then if I did that, at least I would be burning those calories. Instead, it's you're looking I won't at be this, keeping up with the kids. You're looking at, at this the entirely wrong way. I, I I assure you, this is an opportunity. This is the best time. 
Let's get my my winter fat ready. Get ready for for winter. Well, yeah, you gotta insulate. Probably going to Torber. Little guys like you get cold in the winter. Like, it happens. <laughs> yeah, but it's Seattle. I don't think it gets cold anymore. Really, I'm pretty sure when I was hiking there, we found snow. We so... did, but that's the mountains. I'd have to go looking for it. You have to go I don't even know if snow. that qualifies as a mountain. Can we really Ow. say that I climbed a mountain? If it I can climb mountain. it, is it a, is it a mountain? How high does the thing have to be before it's considered a mountain? I yeah, mean, I think it's it got to be over. Uh, like, am over I just basically already on top of the mountain because I am like base eight thousand some feet? You are, yeah. Like in Wisconsin, Absolutely. that would be a mountain climbing eight thousand. You are feet. in a mountain. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Kyle, you live on a mountain. Congratulations. Thank you. I feel like if you climb over like a thousand feet or fifteen. Maybe over two thousand. Yeah, how high of a climb did we we hike? I will do a little research and I'll get back to you. Okay, yeah, let me let me know what that was. As for uh, my Halloween update, uh, we have raked the leaves in our yard so that we look like the rest of our uh, very nice neighborhood because so we're slacking. So adult. Um, it, it it really is. Um, we are hashtag adulting so hard uh, at the uh, stabby house. Uh, the the Halloween themed the stabby, stabby house. house? Yes, stabbing things. Um, dangerous. That sounds really dangerous. I don't know. Yes. So uh, we will God. be hanging knives from the trees God. and stabbing people. <laughs> no. Uh, that is a way. Free to knives, kids. Just come on by and grab a knife off our tree. Exactly. We no, want all um, fingerprints already, so it's all on knife. you. We're gonna we're gonna go all out and uh, uh, not do anything besides put our carved pumpkins outside. And leave the light on so that the kiddos can come get candy. I do have a lot of candy. I'm excited about that. Uh, I was considering doing something with Ghost, but I'm usually too lazy to do anything. And she's just going to go nuts over the doorbell anyway. So Ghost is going to look cute and we'll hand out uh, some candy. I don't have a costume. I'm a little lame uh, this year. I I did get the opportunity this last weekend to uh, go out, though. I wasn't intending to go out, actually. It was a friend's birthday and he had a situation where a couple of his friends and roommates who he was supposed to hang out with um, had some other plans pop up and uh, he was going to be stuck on his birthday without much going on. So I, I made a point of hanging out with him. We had a blast playing uh, some Mario Party on the GameCube and uh, I'm 2-0 and despite him bragging uh, relatively that uh, he had mopped the floor with his roommates and that they couldn't beat him and they teamed up against him and it didn't matter. Uh, I showed up and I showed out and uh, I am two and oh, I showed no mercy for, for the young man on his birthday. So um, don't feel bad about that. Frankly, some I'm, things I'm just don't show mercy on and Mario party is one no. of those. Mario party is one of them. They end friendships. Yes. Mario Kart as well. Oh, no doubt. I was actually uh, I've told both of you already, but I'll, I'll share with everyone. I was considering getting a switch and I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to. I'm hoping to get like a Black Friday deal if I can. Uh, but Mario Party should be coming out for the switch. It's and I am very interested in spending way too much time playing people online because I'm sure there's the capability of playing people online. And I'm going to spend way too much time playing Mario Party and Mario Kart and other games. Although the Mario Kart, uh, it was like the number, was it like the number eight? I think it's been out for way too long. Like they almost need another Mario Kart for the yeah, Switch. Yeah, so they took like the that. Wii U Mario Kart and basically That's just like what it was, I played added it on a little Wii bit U. to it and then yeah. gave you everything at once. You didn't have to buy any DLC. You just got like all the DLC at once. So it's like yeah, it's kind of a cop out, but it still I is a super good game. I think they need a new Mario Kart because I had this, the uh, Wii U one. 
because uh, we were one of the few families that bought a Wii U, but I, I liked it. It was, it was a fun system. But at any rate, I got the chance to go out after uh, kicking his rear end in Mario Party and then uh, got to go check out Up Down, which is a, a gaming, a gamer bar um, in, in the cities. And uh, it was a lot of fun to go play. I think, actually, I, think I took uh, Kyle and Juliana there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good place. Up Down. We went there. And uh, you got your oh, fair share yeah. of uh, people in costumes, yeah, and that always makes it really entertaining. Um, the one piece of, of weird culture I'll share on the weekend, though, um, and I guess it's maybe it's prevalent with that community. It's a lot of smokers. I, I was I was kind of disappointed because it ended up being a pretty nice night to just hang out outside, and a lot of the bar is actually outside uh, where you can uh, hang out and play uh, different games still standing outside technically or on the roof. And a uh, lot of smokers. It was uh, yeah. an interesting. Like I don't run into a lot of smokers in in my day to day life, um, and I'm I'm pretty busy. I'm in the city a lot, and I see a lot of different things. But uh, that was kind of a, a blast from the past with respect to um, you know being in bars and in areas where smoking is is prevalent. But uh, other than that, had had a great night. Uh, got to see some lovely costumes. I I didn't dress up, but I was dressed up. Or the friends that uh, were planning on going out were dressed up. So. Um, that was, it was very fun. They had some onesies that were some pretty interesting costumes, but, uh, not always PG 13. So, I'll, so I'll... if I may, if I may, what I've been seeing, and I don't know if this is a trend that you've noticed in your respective cities, but costumes these days have turned into, I'm just going to wear my pajama onesies and that's a costume. It and is I don't know easy. how I feel about that. It seems pretty lazy. I mean, I no. put way too much time to the helmet. I just got myself an Iron Man T-shirt. Yeah, the helmet. The helmet but took you, so long. I was like, I was gonna get a T-shirt. Though. You have the helmet, though. You're not just saying, "Oh, I'm gonna go to Amazon and buy the same like giraffe or unicorn onesie that every other person has, and Actually, wear that for Halloween." Let me see. Oh, oh, Nick is. This is what right I. Here. This is what I wore out. I wore this sweatshirt because it was cold, and I had a Batman shirt underneath. He and hasn't changed like, since. That's, that's the best I can do. Now it's the same four days since I then. Changed. No, I just uh, I'm doing laundry, and that was what uh, was on my floor, and I'm just like, okay, I'll wear this and wash it last. So <laughs> that's kind of my technique. So, no, two, if I may, two things. Number one, with your dog Ghost, I feel like you're gonna be like, have kids come up and be like, oh yeah, this is Ghost, and be like, oh, you just named change his name for Halloween. Ah ha ha. I feel like you're gonna get called out on that. I think this is gonna be funny. Be like, nope, no, her her name is legit Ghost. Like that's the name of my dog. Second if thing I'm is, yeah. this out there. I thought about this. Why? No. Yeah. No. Go ahead, Brent. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did I just, you, if I may, if I may, I just say people have all these great ideas and then they quickly jump on to the next thing. We need to talk a little slower so people like me can jump in with ideas such as Nick's costume of dress up as ghost and you could be Jon Snow, Nick. That's all I wanted to add. Continue. You could go Game of Thrones, be Jon Snow, you have your, you know, and you'd actually, there'd be more screen time for your ghost than probably actually, there's been more screen time on this podcast of Ghost than the last season of Game of Thrones. That is true. But, sorry, Kyle, continue. I, I apologize. Okay, I thought about this last episode, Nick, when you were talking about lighting for your, like, potential, because you said you had some trees by your house that have high potential for, you know, lightage and decoration in future years. So when I get a house eventually, I think I'm going to go this strategy. I, I think you should do it too. Where you just get those multicolor lights with the with the button where you can change it to whatever color you want. 
you leave them in the trees all the time. And then just depending on the season, you just change the color. Or if it's like during the summer, you can just have them plain white to just light up your backyard. Uh, 4th of July, you start a red, white, blue cycle. Halloween, you get like an orange and purple cycle. Christmas, you know, you just leave them on all the time. You never take your lights down. I think that's, that's the winner right there. So not a bad idea. However, uh, this is a great segue into when I first bought my house. The trees in front had lights that the tree had grown over. Like the lights had been on the trees for so long uh, that the cords were cut rather than take them down because renters are lazy and horrible human beings. So they, mm-hmm. they left these lights that were disconnected in the tree for what had to have been four or five years, I'm guessing. And I had to take my hunting knife and I had to cut the lights out of a tree. Now, if you wrapped it loosely, I'm sure you could do something like that. But um, I'm, I'm in general, just not a huge fan of leaving lights there all year round. I think it's kind of tacky. You like ho- holidays. Not tacky. Absolutely not tacky. Definitely but tacky in the middle expensive. of summer. It says I'm lazy and it says that I haven't changed things out. Now, I, I could see how it'd be advantageous or if you if you actually lit them up all year round with different colors or themes. Okay, I'll get on board with that. But to just have them there and not have them lit, lit up for like eight months um, and wait for Halloween and Christmas is just kind of like, eh. Okay, yeah, well, like two months that you're too, them up. So if you lit them up for a holiday, yeah. But I'm saying it's it's unfortunately there's there's more logistics to it. There's more details. You don't want after two years of that to have the tree start to overgrow. Um, You're going to have to replace light bulbs uh, and all the other details. That's one of the advantages of taking them down and and taking them out. You can quickly kind of you know adjust light bulbs nowadays with the LEDs. They're not up in a tree for that. But there's a lot of different things you could do. as for the first comment, though, uh, with Ghost and her name being for Halloween, let's be honest. When you were kids, were you concerned about what the dog's name was at the house you went to? Your operation is to come in, yell trick or treat, get the candy, get the hell out, get to the next house so I can fill my candy yeah, bag. Yeah. Like, houses per no, hour no one is has ever taken stat. the time to be like, oh, thank you for this candy. And how are you? Oh, and who is this? Like kids are get in, get out. Don't say anything necessary outside of trick or treat. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Or thank you. A lot of them will say thank you. If you don't say, they don't say thank you. Uh, you know, they're, they were raised very poorly. Um, but if they say thank you. They get an uh, extra piece of candy. Uh, towards the end of the night, I guess. <laughs> they, they I have get the other the thing in a, in a neighborhood. In a neighborhood where I'm at, I have no idea how many kids to expect. I bought a bag of 400 pieces, I think. So I should absolutely be covered and be able to give them uh, one or two pieces at least uh, to start. And then towards the end of the night, assuming that I have a bunch left, I can you know, just start dumping start it into whoever's bucket. But my, my policy, I don't know if I shared this last week or not. My memory is a little hazy. My policy is you know one or two pieces of candy for myself, and, and that's it. Um, I, I get my calories through beer and soda and everything else. So, uh, having additional candy is not, not acceptable for, you, for, one my, for me. my, my one weight maintenance you, plan. One for me. Exactly. So I got to uh, throw in there. It sounds like with 400 pieces of candy, you have a hill of candy. So a mountain is used to be defined. It's not really defined anymore as anything other than a hill. 
But a mountain used to be defined as summits of more than a thousand feet um, and hills less than that. Not totally official, but that's what we'll go off of. Snow Lake was 4,400 feet and you walked up 1,800 feet of elevation. So mountain hike. We climbed a mountain. Definitely Congrats, a mountain Nick. hike. But Thanks. you do not have a mountain of candy, so get on that. The kids need you. Your, your candy's got to be 1,000 feet pieces, high. guys. Go. 400 pieces like that's that's a lot of kids well it depends, grand, it depends on what kind of I'm candy a, if we're talking i'm in a suburban neighborhood now so legitimately if every second or third house has uh kids which i think most of them probably do at least every other house has kids of some age is my understanding uh we could end up with a ton of kids and then i don't know if we're close enough to other areas or apartment complexes. We, the one advantage we have the elderly homes uh, nearby us. So I think if someone was going to take advantage, if, if you're going to take your kids to go get a bunch of candy, you'd hit up like the elderly home. Cause they're going to have a, they're just happy and happier in hell to see you. And they'll give you anything they got. Um, <laughs> I don't know if my neighborhood would be targeted. Uh, we're certain we're certainly not in one of the, uh, the rich neighborhoods. Um, although, uh, one of my big things, if if I ever quote unquote make it in life, meaning if I have more money than I know what to do with, um, we're talking if I'm a you know, not not even a millionaire because I'm going to do that at some point, but like a five millionaire or you know five. Kyle and I can help you with ideas. Um, one of the things <laughs> I want to do. I want to. Yeah, if you need dive, to spend money, we got you. <laughs> When I, get to that, that. when I get to that point, I'll let you know. We will help you. But uh, one of the things I want to do is I, I desperately want an F-150 because I'm a you know fanboy who just wants to drive a Ford. Uh, and I want it to be a truck, and that will make me manly because I'm not manly enough, and a truck would make me manly. Uh, we can dive into what that means for me as a human being and how I'm insecure and all the other lovely nonsense. I just want an F-150. At any rate, uh, that would be one it. thing I'd get. The other thing, we could, hold on, hold on, hold on. The other thing I would do is on Halloween, I would get full-size candy bars for the kids. Oh, oh yeah. King-sized. Oh. King-sized candy bars. I don't want to kill them. Like, can you imagine, <laughs> you get the can you imagine size, a king-sized candy bar plus everything else they're getting? Like, full-size <laughs> is still, like, their eyes get big, like, <gasps> wow. Oh, my God. But, like, yeah, if you, if you roll out a king-size, like, that's their trick or treating for the night. They're done. Like they no. can't fit anything else. That just means they're coming back to you at the end of the night. Yeah, I live in a king size neighborhood. Although I saw an interesting. Uh, uh, but okay, I, I have another tangent to run off on. Brent, Brent, did you have a comment you wanted to insert there? Oh, was I talking too fast? You talked too fast. I forgot it. Okay. The other the other thing I saw on Facebook recently was a uh, regarding the Halloween was a Facebook post. You know, on Facebook because that's where Facebook posts are. Anyway, uh, the thing I saw was a, a post basically stating that uh, people were against other people ripping on teenagers for being too old or scolding kids like, aren't you too old to trick or treat? And then it went on like a long spree of, you know, I remember childhood and growing up and it was, you know, it's, it's difficult being a teenager and, you know, it gets so hard being an adult. Like if you just want to make your childhood last a little bit longer and I can do that by giving you a piece of candy on Halloween you come to my house and like basically ripped on how hard being an adult is. And it's like, here, just extend your childhood a little longer. Have a piece of candy from me. And I'm just like, right. okay, well, that's a little over high school. But not a I bad point. You're okay to struggle, still go trick or treating as long as you're in like the group and you're all actually dressed up. 
None of this. Yes. Oh, I'm going as a football player and just wearing my football outfit. Like what's wrong with no football? Outfit. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with football. football. I'm uniform. saying if you already are a football player and you're going as Halloween dressed as a football player, no, that doesn't work. But okay, I, I got it. You could just go right after practice. Yeah, okay. You go to football practice, you come home, and you you just stop at every house on the way. Oh, yeah. Trick or treat. You, you don't even have to have a bag. You use your helmet. You use your sweaty helmet. Trick you puked on a couple weeks ago or whatever. Whatever. You gotta respect the uniform, Kyle, first and foremost. What? But if what? I, you called it an outfit, like they're in cheerleading or something. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> I don't even play football and I'm offended somehow. Don't know I why. Missed it. I don't even care. Anyway, so my thought about this and Nick's idea on the post yes, there are some hardships of being an adult, but at the same time, when I was in high school, I would never be able to go out and buy a candy bar. Now, if I wanted to, I can go buy myself a king size candy bar. You were never able so, to buy yourself a I'm candy bar. I'm going to pause there. I could have, but I, if I, I, never, like, I wouldn't drive out to get one. I wouldn't do it. Like, I don't know. I can get a king size candy bar and no one's going to say anything about it, though. <laughs> Brent so. is an adult and he can get a king size candy bar if he wants. Yes. So what was stopping you as a high schooler? I mean, uh, let's see. If I was like a freshman, I wouldn't have a car. I didn't really have you money at that time because I wasn't working. And had a dollar? Never oh. really walked to the store. Why would so I go to the grocery store? You weren't store working on my own. and you didn't have money. Okay. Well, this is something you could fix. You weren't driven enough to get the candy you deserved, young man. Yeah, Yeah, but then I'd be growing up and forcing myself to grow up early to get that candy bar. But now that I have, I can get that candy bar. So I'm just saying. It took you 20 how many years to grow up and say that you can go buy a candy bar? (laughs) That's the benefit. But the thing is, then as an adult, if you want candy for breakfast, you get candy for breakfast. Not recommended for health reasons, but you can do it. As a high schooler, I had whatever I had made for me for breakfast or cereal. So you had somebody making your own breakfast. I'm sure if you had somebody making your own breakfast today, you'd also have whatever they put in front of you. But they wouldn't put candy in front of me. But now <laughs> that I'm asking, adult, I, I can put too, I bet you would. Yeah, I bet you if you're like, Heather, can I please... Have you make me a candy bar to give me tomorrow morning for breakfast? I'm sure she would. Truth be told, with her being a doctor, I doubt she would. But we're going to raise you my mind. Absolutely. She'd be like, no. There's no way I could get that. But as an adult, I can go do that because I have. I just just know from experience her sister would not be okay with it if I asked. But I make my own breakfast, so it's never a problem. If I may, change the topics here. The, uh. So I, I've been helping out their robotics team recently. And this last weekend, they had one of their competitions. And so it was a roller coaster. So number one, the scoreboard they had was like not working. So in the, in the Ooh. final matches, there's four teams brought in. There's eight teams in playoffs, one of them being a wild card. And then, oh, Nick's bored already. Yawning. I was yawning. <laughs> so there's eight teams oh, pulled in the playoffs. And then starting in playoffs, there was no scoreboard. So we had no idea like where anybody stood. And so we made it to the final four. So, and then throughout the day, we were like number two or number three. So we knew we were up there, but then like going into the final four, we know we're top four. So like we made the finals and then you play three matches in finals where they kind of rotate. It's like four people on a field at a time, but they rotate your position for three of the four. You think they just do four matches and make it so that way you hit each section of the field. But anyhow, 
uh, you play three thing. fields, and then uh, at the end, it's the total points. But like during all those three matches for the finals, there's no scoreboard. Like the projectors just had like somebody's background for their computer up, so we had no <laughs> idea where we stood. And so we sit, you know, competition's over, whatever. We sit down and they start handing out the awards. They start with like the BS awards, like, oh, best rookie team. Oh, best smart most award. Improved. Most, yeah, mo- or most robust robot award. Like, you know, the, the BS awards, the, you know, give them a oh, Okay, Malcolm Brogdon a couple years ago for the Bucks was rookie of the year. That's not a BS award. He earned that thing. Okay, never mind. In a professional okay, sport, okay, the rookie of the rookie of the year is maybe a bigger deal, but in a, in a high school, middle school level competition, uh, the rookie team one rookie. is you know it's kind of a there's three rookie teams total or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's BS. Anyhow, uh, so best teamwork award, yeah, exactly. And then you so we get to teamwork. like the real the game the towards the real awards and one of the awards is best engineering notebook which like each team has to submit a notebook that like describes their process of making the robot like what they did like how they solved their problems blah 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 and then as they were announcing this award they're saying this award is given to a team that did not make the top three and then they called our school's name and we're all like oh god that means we got fourth of the top four like god so but that that uh award also still qualifies you to move on so it's kind of like bittersweet it's like oh we didn't get top three but we still get to move on to the next competition like woohoo that's whatever. like a kick the pants award right so we go down there we shake the people's hands we get our award and the teacher that uh is like the teacher for it i'm like there's the teacher and i'm the mentor or one of the mentors or there's only two of us running this thing. Anyhow, he's like, eh, kind of bittersweet, right? And we're like preparing our it's okay guys speech. Like, you guys still did awesome. Like, blah, blah, blah. We get there. We get our picture taken. We go back up to the stands. And then they start calling off like the actual winners. Like, the game award for winning, doing the most points. They're like, fourth place. And then they didn't call our school. They called another school. And we're like, uh, <laughs> what? Like, we, 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 were, we were in the top four. We made the finals. And we didn't make fourth place. So we're in the top three. You're What's going on here? And they call it third place. Not our school. Second place. Not our school. And so we ended up winning the whole thing. And somehow also hey. winning the award that we weren't supposed to be able to win. Congratulations. Right? So, Yay, scoring. Right? It was awesome. Because like now all the kids were like super bummed. Win. Being like, oh, like, oh, we still move on though. Like, whatever. And they were second or third so. the entire game, like year or the entire day. So we assumed we were going two or three and you know, it, it would have been super cool because they had to like, they changed the robot halfway through the, through the day. They like made a brand new part. They, they initially went for like a grabbing robot thing to end up trying to grab stuff. There's like, there's a, there's a big pool of objects you need to grab and they're going for grabbing them. And then halfway through the get, get day, they switched to like uh like a wedge to just knock stuff off. And there's it, knocking stuff off counted as points as well. So they just kind of switched strategies halfway through the day. Oh yeah. So they were all like kind of down a little bit, like, oh, fourth place, whatever. And then they ended up winning it. And so they're all freaking out and they got the gold medals. And we did the whole like biting the gold medal for the mm-hmm. picture. It was great. Good time. So not only I did you win. No, go ahead. If if I may. You may. You know, this, this, whole, this whole format, Brent. But uh, when if, he's done if, if I may. Games, I can just go. If I may, what I'd like to say is you sent the loudest polo I think I've ever received. Like, 
you sent a, a recording via the Marco Polo app. If you don't have it, it's a lovely app, uh, although Snapchat it seems to have caught up in some senses, but we still use it because, you know, we're innovative like that. But um, the, the polo you sent over was the loudest, like, video ever. Like, you have everybody screaming what, during what I'm assuming was the actual competition. And, yeah, it looked, it looked pretty intense, uh, like camping, uh, a lot of fun, and uh, <laughs> a lot of different things going on. Sorry, I, I like that pun too much not to do it. But um, it was, was really, really cool. And the other thing I wanted to say on all the, the BS awards – um, that is a product of our generation. Unfortunately, uh, I could go off on a full tangent and rant on how it's horrible and, and how Simon Sinek, among other inspirational speakers, addresses millennials in the workplace and how they've been set up to fail because they've been raised by parents who you know, teach them they're special and teach them they can have anything they want. And there's an instant gratification society and blah, 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 uh, that basically say that, you know, this whole generation has been raised incorrectly or poorly and the business world doesn't know what to do with them because they can't handle reality um that's the problem uh all, all these bs awards and everyone needs to feel special and I, I, and i i know you you feel the same way kyle so i am not concerned about that at all but yeah i, I like the way that you called it out kind of like all the all the garbage awards for people who who didn't win but hey you spent a lot of time on this so it's really special i think and, in cup scouts I, I always Sorry, if I may, I think in Cub Scouts, Brent won the most colorful Derby Car Award at one point. Oh, I wasn't going to get personal. I wasn't going to get personal, but ouch. Um, no, but that's my, my gun for it, though. If you're trying to get the most colorful award and you were competing to get the most colorful award and you won, then, and that was the only thing you, you won at all of Cub Scouts. So that's what I was going for. I didn't the want the analogy. The analogy for the real world, if I may, in the business situation is is the company is looking to outsource their business or to have somebody provide them with a service. They send out an RFP and all the competitors respond to that RFP and the the top candidate is selected. Now, uh, Kyle and I are fans of winning the RFP. And if you don't win, you didn't get the business, meaning you don't get last. the revenue. Uh, it doesn't matter. Now, what Brent appears to have done was to segment the RFP and, and pick out where he specializes. He, he specializes in the it's customer service department. Market. So despite not being able to handle the distribution aspect of the RFP, he's over here handling the customer service. And he was so good at the customer service that they actually took a full RFP and said, okay, we're actually going to give this piece over to Brent because you know he's really good at this. The rest of it will give to the to the actual winner of the everything else. But but the winner in business, the winners, the winner's portion is reduced by the portion taken by a specialist in that situation. Um, but yeah, everyone else who gets all the lovely or other awards uh, in the real world, uh, you, you don't get anything. Uh, you go home and you find a new job because you're broke. But hey, sorry, harsh to reality. We're gonna move on. So uh, Brent, what do you got? We're not because I had to add this in. Um, I just wanted to say how Kyle's your team is like the dream crusher, and that not only did you win the whole thing, but you also eliminated another the possibility of another team getting the best engineering. Yeah, I don't know. About, I don't know how that works. Yeah, that's good. So you just like stomped on dreams a lot. Of I would have felt not- so bad for the other team. I was like, so they get to fourth place. They're about to announce fourth place. We're like, okay, it's us. Like everybody, get ready to stand up. They announced the other team. I was like, well, we didn't get fourth get place, nothing. so we're top three. Which means that team was probably when they heard us, we won that award. They're probably like, yes, we made top three. And then when they got called yeah. for fourth place, they was like, oh. 
<laughs> Evidently not. not. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you you broke their dreams, crushed them. So, but you know, uh, go ahead. I had a segue. You know what? That's not Please. crushed yet. Fall. Fall is holding on strong, at least in the Pacific Northwest. I thought last week it started raining a little bit. I was like, brace yourself. Winter is coming. It's not. It's beautiful. It is still. The colors are out phenomenally. I I mean, I don't know what your situations are, but fall is fighting and clawing, and it's not going anywhere. Currently Until it leaves next week. So fall is giving up for you. How about you, Nick? Is fall... I just raked leaves with Megan when I got home from work uh, today. So fall is I, am, I am still very much so in fall. However, on more than one occasion, we have had snow in the early hours of the morning uh, where it's stuck to the ground, actually. Uh, it's all, of course, melted. And and we're actually looking. I, I haven't looked at the forecast, but if it's anything like a couple of days, um, it, it's going to be a, a very pleasant Halloween, which is uh, nice. But um, I, I'm a bigger fan of get, bring the snow as soon as possible. One for hunting season, which is November 15th in Michigan, which is where I hunt. And uh, two, uh, bring the snow because a lot of my friends, if not all my friends uh, in Minneapolis and Minnesota area are cross country skiers. So the faster there's snow on the ground, the faster they're happier, Happy. more pleasant people to be around. Um, <laughs> additionally, uh, this year I will be um, committing again to regularly cross-country skiing uh, last year i think i went once a week on tuesdays don't quote me on that with megan yeah. to cross-country ski um and i don't claim to have done anything fantastic i went a fair distance uh, if it was too cold i whined about it because that's what i do I, I complain but um my hope this year with us not living very close to the ski area is to commit to racing a very short race in the late <laughs> hundred yards or so. So, um, no, I think it's a. I think the shortest race is the Prince for the uh, Berkey event, which is like the big event uh, for cross country skiers in the late spring. It's it's the the big event, very evidently in the Midwest, uh, is the Berkey, and there is a ten k race the day before the Berkey on a Friday um, that I am allegedly. Probably, if everything goes well with training, going to attempt for the giggles of it so that I can say that I've done one at least. I don't have any great passion for it, but if I can just put in my uh, music and do my little jams and like go ski for a little you know, bit. A little bit of an exercise. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, you don't have to be fantastic to do it. It's, it's a good life sport, um, not selling it because... I'm not a huge person, but I'm also not echoing what everyone else is saying. Like, I, I do believe it's a good life sport. It's easy on the joints. It's it's something that is is beneficial. And I need to be getting active as I'm getting married in June and need to figure this whole life thing out. So, so uh, part of my plan there. is to commit to that and, and regularly ski. Uh, in the background of Brent's camera here, we are seeing right. Maple uh, visually watching out the window. Be, before, if I may, before we go on Brent's uh, life sport tangent, I'm sure he'll hit up. Uh, Boulder totally cla- pulled off a total classic Boulder uh, yesterday and today. Yesterday, it was almost 80 degrees outside. Uh, this morning, wow. their leaf blower people were out on the uh, lawns all around my business that I work at. And it's currently snowing. So we got, we got 
almost 80 yesterday. <laughs> Snow, like leaf blowers this morning, and now it's snowing. So, so it'll probably be like 80 tomorrow. I can, I can compete with that. Um, not consistently, but when I was in Houghton, I believe it was my senior, no, maybe junior or senior year in, in Houghton of college, there was a St. Patrick's Day, uh, particularly uh, memorable or maybe not memorable, if you know what I mean, uh, day. But all throughout Houghton, you know, there was a ton of snow on the ground and it's been cold, cold, cold. And St. Patrick's Day hit and it legitimately got to, I won't claim 80. It may have been. I, f- I forget how hot it was, but it was at least 70 to 75 degrees. It, it may have hit 80 uh, with five feet of snow plus on the ground, uh, which was a really, really cool experience. Um, and Houghton has snow. just crazy weather in the spring because the snow takes forever to melt. And the first heat wave that will hit, like true heat wave, 70s, 80s, uh, can come as early as like March. And you're just like, okay, like we still got more snow coming for, for the next, you know, at least month and a half. But um, yeah, kind of crazy. Those It's really fun when you kind of have that crazy weather. I prefer having the snow and having it be super hot. And I think a lot of skiers like that too. So you can go out and ski and basically in a t-shirt. Um, but it, it, the inverse would be a little, little bit goofy too, where you, you don't have the snow yet, but it is snowing versus it was 80 degrees. It's more depressing um, when it first comes in, I think. Pretty, but at any rate, uh, we, so we had Nick, a rant on, on well, life sports. No way. I don't have a rant, but quick question for you. Isn't the Berkey, hasn't that been like canceled the last few years or whatever because of it's either too much snow or not enough snow? or I Too much snow going. will never be a problem for the Berkey, uh, number one. Um, number two, I have only been involved with the Berkey processes for two years. I think the first year I was ever exposed to it, uh, Megan did it and I did not go to support her because I had no interest, frankly. Um, but I, we were early enough in our relationship where me not having an interest wasn't a big deal. Uh, the, <laughs> now no, you're forced, you're mandatory to have interest. <laughs> the first year I attended the Berkey, which was two years ago, um, I went and you're correct it was canceled there was not enough snow uh less than half an hour or 45 minutes north there was enough snow and a lot of the skiers went there to dink around but the berkey was canceled so we all just went to the bar and that was a a rough rough way to go uh meeting it awesome uh and then uh last year the berkey was in full swing and i got to watch all of the folks do the berkey and i was a spectator and after the Berkey, we went to the bars and ate pizza and McDonald's and all the other lovely stuff that people do post Berkey. And then uh, we went out to the bar, um, which is a, a secret location that I'm not allowed to share with everybody. Also, I just don't remember the name. Um, but yeah, had, had a great experience. The Berkey, after the Berkey, you went to the bars. And after the bars, you went to another special bar? Yes. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was confused for last year because... The Berkey took place, I think, during the Olympics last year. And I, Could've. for some reason, thought that the, the collaboration there, like all the top skiers were elsewhere. Sochi was a Yeah, Sochi. All the top Speaking of Olympic sports, America now owns curling. I don't know if anybody knew this, but Mr. Mario from the last Winter Olympics made it so that way curling is officially an Olympics, uh, a USA Olympic sport. You know, some sports are like, 
country sports, like basketball, that's a U.S. sport. Like, U.S. sport. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, we, yeah, it was invented in the U.S., correct? Hockey is Canadian. Or maybe. It was in Canada. The U.S. is the only competitive I think basketball was invented in Canada. It was. Naismith. Yep. Basketball. But basketball I don't know is why I remember United that. States winning sport. Like, the downhill skiing, a lot of times, is like Switzerland or, like, you know, those countries. It's just those countries win those sports. Curling used to not really be an America sport. And now, from the last Olympics, it's now an America sport. I thought we got pwned at curling, though. Not last year. We won last year. I tried claiming that at the curling club on Sunday. They were... They were asking, why do I use this hand motion that other people do? I was like, well, no, this is how I, I learned in Wisconsin where the, you know, Olympic curler, gold medal curler are from. And I was like, I was always told that using the hand motion the other way is how the Canadians do it. And I was like, well, since Canada lost at the Olympics, should we really <laughs> be following the Canadian way? And they were just like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, they're still the best at it. I'm like, no, we won. We're the best. Until four years is up and then we lose again. So, so Brent, yeah, Brent curls. That's what you take away from that. Yeah. Well, Brent and I have a pretty good curling story. So uh, when I was in the Wisconsin facility for my company, I was in the many or in the manufacturing portion of it. There was a guy there that his dad, I forgot what company he worked for, but they were like right across the street from the building we were in. And they had a sale on Olympic gear. Like they had like the previous Olympics gear just they just had a whole warehouse of it and they're trying to get rid of it like literally the most expensive thing there was two dollars you get t-shirts hats water bottles there's these glass globe things they're trying to give away for free we grabbed like 20 the of the things and loaded Olympics, up somebody's the last desk with them it's not the last one when it's the one before that so that's like eight years ago or, yeah yeah so it's yeah, really old olympic years. stuff but it was old, all brand new so anyhow uh Brent was actually in town for whatever reason during that. So he went with me and we just grabbed a bunch of stuff. And a couple of things we bought were these poofer jackets. I'll, I can go grab one at some point in time if we wish, or maybe I'll wear it some podcast, but it's the poofer jacket and they had the Olympic rings on it. And so like a call, I think it was maybe that weekend or the weekend after Juliana and myself went to visit Brent and Heather when they were living in Madison. We ended up rolling. Oh, Brent, are you getting the uh, poofer jacket? I think he, he might can't be. hear you, but yes, <laughs> I assume so. Uh, but he's, uh, we ended up wearing these four poofer jackets all over Madison. We were like all rocking these zip up poofer jackets that are all like USA Olympics on them. Oh, here, bring your prince coming back, rocking it. But it was, it was hilarious. Cause we were, we were like, okay, people, we had constantly had people asking us like, are you guys in the Olympics? And so we, st- we had to make up a story. And so we're like, yeah, we're in the Olympics. We're in the, uh, the junior Olympic, uh, or what, what do we say? We're in the, the mixed the U S Olympic curling team. Yeah. Mixed U S Olympic curling. mixed curling. And that was before curling was a United States sport, but, uh, yeah, we're like, yeah, we're the U S Olympic uh, curling team. And so, yeah, they we don't even it to like three or four different was... people. Like one of them being our waitress at uh, lunch where we're eating lunch. And yeah, it was a good time, but it was kind of funny. Completely believed us. And we're like, Brent, you need to be the one to make up curling terms because we really know what we're talking about. Because, you know, Juliana and myself, I guess, you know, we're not in the best shape. We'll say we're not like we don't look like Olympic athletes. We'll put it that way. You know, we're not we're not no curler. We're not big by any means. We don't look like Olympic athletes. If you look at the Olympics for curling, I'm pretty sure it just looks like a bunch of 
40 something year old dads who got lost and are standing on the ice. Fun like, story. Cool. Most What's likely, going on over here? if the curlers, while they were calling the Olympics for the gold medal game, weren't drunk already, they definitely were drunk like right after. Oh, well, Usually, uh, when you curl, they so there's a tradition in curling that called broom stacking, where sometimes in the middle of a game, you can just call out, you want a broom stack or whatever. You put your brooms on the ice, you go inside, you have a beer, then you finish the beer and you go back out and finish the game. That's a Wisconsin sport right there for sure. Legitimately in the middle of the game. Um, so we've been curling. I'd love to hear, if I may, I'd love to hear the announcers at the Olympics be like, and the Canadian team is really pondering this. Oh my God, he's broomstack! They called a broomstack! He called a broomstack. Everyone is heading into the pub. I don't Literally, think Germany can keep up with them. Out as the broomstack has been declared. It's like, uh, and for whatever reason, I brought, uh, I think it was uh, the weekend I was hanging out, uh, weekend party with uh, the guy's birthday it was, and I brought up the old South Park reference where uh, shenanigans has been declared and everyone has to go get their broomstick. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a great, look up, shen- if you're bored, look up shenanigans South Park and there'll be a great clip. And it's, it's a whole episode where they're, uh, anytime shenanigans is declared, everyone gets their broomstick and basically shoes everybody out of the town or you know, something crazy <laughs> like that. But um, uh, it's, sorry, really random, but I get excited every time I hear shenanigans because of that reference. And that would be like, a, oh no, they're stacking the broomstick. Like shenanigans has been declared. Everyone is evacuating the facility to go to the bar. Like that would be a great announcer moment. I digress. It is, it is probably one of the few <laughs> sports that you could go out before an Olympic match, have a beer, and then continue you to go on better, as even. like, you probably used to it. Right, in all loose, honesty, you're probably little, used to. What's another sport that if you're you know if you're a little loose, little um, not quite on edge, like if you take a drink, football. it might actually help help you in that sport. Football, uh, legitimately, as as recently as in the last ten years, um, certain football teams have been known to uh, partake in a pregame shot um, to before they go out. And additionally, if you look at some of the historical films of, of football and you see the players in the sidelines, I'm talking old school football, like 70s, 80s, maybe before that even. Um, before that, certainly for what I'm about to say. But, I mean, there were guys who were smoking on the sideline. There were guys who were who were drinking on the sideline. Um, they do whatever they can. Hi, Juliana. Juliana's anyway, going um, to Chili's. Chili's, okay. We won't tell anybody. I don't even know there was a Chili's around Chili's. here. They've got the baby back ribs. That's all I know. Um, but at any rate, uh, football is another sport where um, people would drink or take a shot or something like that beforehand. Uh, but I'd say most most athletic sports can probably do it. Uh, it's just frowned upon by society. It's one of those things that, uh, oh, that's the habit of an alcoholic or you know whatever. So you, you keep that on the down low or you don't do it. And um, you you can do it in a lot of different ways, but especially when it's it's a an accuracy thing. Um, you can imagine like throwing darts would be the same. Maybe bowling. Uh, you know, there's another great sport, quote unquote, where uh, you you are um, helped out potentially by relaxing, getting in a groove, finding your zone. Uh, golf. Uh, imagine that another sport where. 
um, drinking very close by, like name a bowling alley that doesn't have a bar associated with it. Name a golf course that doesn't serve beer. Like any, any sport where it's accuracy and your concentration beer is pretty close by. (laughs) Like not saying you need it, but like, Loosen up a little bit, relax, get your form in. So, if I may, it's, it's, speak, speaking so, of sports, we had a, a wait, 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 If I may, while we're staying on this alcohol and sports thing, I have a quick story before we segue into the next thing, which I'm excited for. But that reminds me, uh, when we said football, Nick, of Packers legend Max McGee. First ever Super Bowl, the guy goes out till literally pulls an all nighter basically till 6 30 in the morning drinking has a massive hangover it comes in scores two touchdowns basically like wins the super bowl for the packers on a complete hangover i want to fact check this because i have no No, idea i've heard this before too yeah speaking of the packers i can tell by one of their looks on the face that brent really wants to kick this discussion off Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think we officially need a a, a, a Zaru bust like Segway image, like bum, you know, the little dude on the Segway bum, where you're bum, leaning. Like, we need, we need like, segue, segue. the Segway, Segway. I don't, I don't have and a Segway sound. Cross I could maybe screen. have a Segway sound, but I don't have a Segway sound. Just like a horn, like a me me, like that. We need, a, like a yeah, Segway, Segway. Every time we have a Segway. The segue comes across, and then whoosh, you hear the audio. We need a whoosh. Whoosh. And here's this week's Nick Segway. Segway <laughs> of the week. NFL Segway of the week. Whoosh. Right. You, you may continue. Brent, I, I start us off on this. Again. In other news. So if I no, may, I have some same news. I'd like to news. I have some Packer news. I'm upset. Okay, go ahead. No, Brent, you're leading this. Go. I am upset. I am upset. Honestly, what the are you Packers upset about? Here, Aaron Rodgers is the best, most clutch quarterback at this time in the NFL. Packers have the Rams by the throat, right where they want them, down to the point. The best guy, the guy who literally two weeks prior clutched out another last-minute win. Mason Crosby, one of the most accurate field goal kickers, minus the game that every announcer on television. Wants to talk about again and again and again. Oh, Mason Crosby, like, earlier this season, missed four field goals. Well, come on, dude. Everyone has an off day. But that was a really off day. That was a bad off day. <laughs> day. Like, if you have an not off a good day, look like, for the brand. Four field goal missing is a bad off day. But Mason Crosby is going to make the game winning kick. That's what he does most of the time. You have them right where you want them. You're getting the ball back with over two minutes to go. You kick off to Ty, I don't know how to play football, Montgomery, who decides to take it out and then fumbles it. I don't care if you take it out of the end zone. You're running clock out, whatever. Sounds smart. I blame the coaches. But don't fumble the ball. Don't, you know, don't take the ball out of the hands of your best quarterback. You know how you get top-notch quarterbacks to leave your organization or retire early? That's how. That's so what if you I do. May. You lose games if like I may, that. When you refer to Mr. Montgomery, I believe you meant to say, tie me, myself, and I. Montgomery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, sorry, that, I thought of that when you were going through it. I thought that's it was clever. more fun. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's uh, and the logic behind that, <laughs> the logic behind that being, uh, and I, I've read, I, I was 
consuming every article about the Packers I could over the last two, three days, just waiting for the trade deadline. And thankfully, uh, Mr. Ty, me, myself, and I, Montgomery, <laughs> is now gone. Uh, unfortunately, we lost HaHa, but we can touch on that in just a minute. Ty, the story oh, here, story oh, here is that uh, Ty Montgomery was a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, and he was, was transitioned to a running back role not this year, but the year before. And before actually, it was the end. Ago? It was end. It was like the second You're, half of uh, the season. No, two years ago. because uh, Jones and Williams were rookies last year. Yeah, it was and the that season was before. It was the season before that is when he got transitioned over. At any years. rate, I disagree. At any, at any rate, two years ago, Ty Montgomery was set to be the starting running back for the Green Bay Packers post Eddie Lacy. And his two backups were Aaron Jones, a rookie at the time, and uh, Williams. I forget what his first name is. Jamal. Uh, but they were J- uh, Jamal. 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 It. So it was on the depth chart, Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams, and then Aaron Jones, uh, which is a coaching issue, which I think Mike McCarthy should be gone, but that's a whole separate segue tangent, whatever. Um, Montgomery was the number one guy. Montgomery was the number one guy and he had two rookies backing him up. And at that time uh, he was supposed to make this big transition. There were a lot of articles written about him. We were up pretty up and up on him because he had been a, a good wide receiver for us. He had been solid, nothing special. Uh, no Jordy Nelson, no uh, Devante Adams, but a, a solid wide receiver nonetheless. And he was a little bigger frame. So we wanted to move him to running back at any rate. It failed miserably. Uh, he was not durable. He was he had a lot of injury issues. Um, was not able to play more than a handful of games. I'm sure in that first season. And the rookie running backs uh, had the ability to show out. Ironically, and why I mentioned the depth chart in the first place, Aaron Jones, our third string running back, identified himself very clearly as the number one running back, uh, despite starting the season as third. That's bad coaching. That's not realizing who you have. Williams is solid. I like him, not as much as Jones. That's just my take. At any rate, Montgomery fell due to injury and due to lack of productivity down the depth chart. We used him as a return man. Now, he's not getting a lot of plays. He's not getting a lot of opportunities. He's not a productive Green Bay Packer. They have him on the return squad because he's got reliable hands. Earlier in the Rams game, he was taken out after just one play of an offensive series. He came to the sideline upset, slammed his helmet, and was seeing, you know, being very upset. Well, the Packers have crawled back into a position, uh, despite themselves, to, to win this game. You have Aaron Rodgers set in a position to, to do what the Aaron Rodgers does. The GOAT. And Ty, me, myself, and I, Montgomery, <laughs> goes out there after being told, yep, if it's in the end zone, we definitely want to you know, take a knee because we have the best quarterback in the league. Goes out there looking out for you know me, myself, and I, uh, if I were Ty. Get it? Ha, no, I'm right. Yeah. Uh, he goes out there and he makes a boneheaded decision to catch the ball in the end zone and take it out. He, of course, then goes on to fumble. Now, I don't know exactly where he fumbled. I think he was short of the 25. Uh, if we can do some, some research. Absolutely. I think it was like if we can do some research to confirm, I don't want to make a, an unfair claim. But not only did he take the ball out of the end zone, he failed to get to the 25. So already I'm thinking, and so is every other knowledgeable football Packer fan, that this guy's an idiot. 
what are you doing? And we saw him start to go down. And personally, I looked away. I'm like, okay, he's, he's going down. And then I realized everyone was panicking because the ball was loose. And I'm just sitting there like, are you kidding me? You took the ball out of the end zone. You didn't get to the 25 and you fumbled. Like could this, this was the worst case scenario possible. Uh, it, then it he was. proceeded to not, he proceeded to not talk to the media after the game because he knew he had screwed up royally. A teammate anonymously ripped him a new one, uh, reported exactly what I just said, uh, that he, you know, noticed it was, it was a, it was a selfish play. He, he was on a bit of a head trip. He is taken out of the offense and was upset about it. And his, his response was, I'm going to do me. I'm going to show everybody, despite the coaching, that this is what needs to happen. He put himself before the team and decided to try and make a play. And I, I don't disrespect trying to make a play, but there's you know simply uh, there's a looking out for yourself or looking out for the team. And no one can acknowledge, you know, pretend that he was trying to do something good. He was not for the team. He was trying to do it for himself. And it cost the team dearly. Uh, he fumbled. Um, even if he, here, here's the debate that that's makes it more fair as to whether or not he should still be a Green Bay Packer, which he he should not. Uh, if he had not fumbled, uh, I, I still personally would have filed him in the idiot category for having taken it out of the end zone and not gotten to the twenty-five. Um, so if I may, additionally, hold on, you may not yeah, just this once. Go for it. Just no, this additionally, once. <laughs> it, it cost. It cost the Packers a free timeout because the time he took to run the ball got them past the two-minute warning. Had he taken a knee, the Green Bay Packers had a free play to go down in the field of play, and the clock would have stopped after that because of the two-minute warning. When he ran the ball out, the clock went past two minutes, eliminating essentially a free timeout for Aaron Rodgers that would open up the playbook so that they could go to the middle and not have the repercussion of the clock still ticking. Um, so, So one additional factor. But had he not fumbled, would he still be a Green Bay Packer? probably because McCarthy's a horrible coach. I, I think that was kind of the straw that broke the camel back. He is uh, camel's back. He, he is now uh, Bostic status in my department of just a useless player who has no business being on any team. The fact that we got a seventh rounder from the Ravens to replace this pile of steaming feces uh, deal. Take him. Like, Steel. honestly, if, if we didn't trade him, I, I think they would have cut him. I mean, fans are so upset with him, myself included. I'll shut up. Thank you for letting How me do you rant. really uh, feel, Brett, Take it away. So Montgomery forgot three simple rules of the NFL game. Nick touched on this a little bit. He forgot rule number one, that it no longer, when you take a knee, the ball no longer goes just to the 20. It goes to the 25. Montgomery, in fact, only made it to the 20-yard line before he coughed it up. The second one he forgot about was the two-minute warning that if you stop the clock before two minutes is up and then it goes to two minutes, you get an extra timeout. Just like Nick said, you are absolutely correct. And the third rule he forgot is that if you let the ball bounce through the back of the end zone, it's a touchback as well. Montgomery gave the excuse that I saw was that, oh, I thought that it might, you know, if I took a knee there, he lied. it might have landed on the one-yard line. Or I might have had my foot on the line. It would have counted. It was at least two or three yards in. And I was like, my friend, if you just don't catch the ball and let it bounce through, which I believe is something you can completely do in the NFL today, it would have been touchback anyway. You don't need to touch that ball at all. 
if I may, it's a squib kick. If I may, the uh, the coaching in that situation because uh, that was discussed on sports radio this morning. Like I said, I've consumed everything I possibly could until the trade deadline. Uh, sports radio addressed that very comment uh, this morning, and, and the coaching in that situation. Uh, the NFL has figured out how how to do that. As a league, there's a very simple rule. As a return man, you stand on the goal line. If the ball is going to land in front of you, catch it. Mm-hmm. If the ball is going to land next to you, you can either <laughs> catch it or let it bounce through the end zone. If it's over your head, either catch it or let it go. Um, there, there's no scenario where you're unsure if you're standing on the goal line. This is this is not a game of oh I could have been here I could have been there uh, and and if you have that level of awareness you're an idiot to begin with uh, but that that was addressed coaching has said the players are to stand on the goal line if they have to come forward to get the ball you, you take it and you go if you have to stand where you're at you're on the goal line take a knee I mean it's it's literally do I have to step forward or do I have to step back and, and to claim it's anything more. Is hiding, and that's what he did. He was called out by a teammate. He he kind of slapped back, and he's like, "Oh well, that should have been handled in house. That's not how my family works." Uh, you know, blah 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 blah. Like you're an idiot. Like it's no, nice. it's, it's not great to have this dirty laundry. But I'm sorry, you're a steaming pile of. Okay, I'll shut up. So the thing that that gets me that the announcers said earlier in this game, and that's probably why I should know it was cursed to happen that we we're going to fumble on this play. The announcer was saying, "Wow." Whoever is coaching the special teams for the Packers has been doing a great job. This team is covering very well. And this, of course, they said after the fact that the Packers missed a a fake punt. Do you guys remember that? In like first half, right before the Rams scored the second one, they basically like missed coverage on a fake punt. They fumbled a goal line. I I don't see like the coverage otherwise was pretty good, but the uh, the fun fact on that was I think that was the first time that the uh, Rams offense had been stopped and they had to punt the ball like four times in a row. As they were saying that, they ran the fake punt. They got the first down. Ironically, then we, we still stopped them, which all credit to the defense. Uh, they played very well. That was not expected. Uh, but we ended up still getting that additional stop to get the punt. Uh, so the stat was still true. They just delayed it with the, the fake. And, yeah, um, we weren't expecting that. We looked flat-footed. We looked silly. The defender who should have been on him was like, what? What happened? <laughs> so we played, actually, I thought we played pretty well defense, but we still gave up 29 points. If I may, was that well defense that we played? Like, we did not, we like did where not we get well the water defense. from the well? We played the defense well. We played good on good yeah word defense what? we played doesn't matter positive word defense it didn't matter because we still gave it 29 points think about that that's like nba level that's like you oh they scored 115 on us in nba we played pretty good defense we held them 115 like i don't know if that's good defense to me if you give up 29 points you're still pretty bad defense they just get gassed i don't know if it's conditioning or they just don't have anyone else think that Clay might be balding. Anyone else see his head? I thought <laughs> I thought Clay's hair looked Martin a little thin when he took his helmet off. Beep, beep. Whoosh. Tangent. <laughs> Just saying, like, Clay's known for his hair, and because of the rule about not being able to take your helmet off on the field, which is pretty much because of him, 
Um, you know, he's known for his luscious locks, if you will. Uh, when he took his helmet off on the sideline, he, between having the beard and, and maybe his hair being a little thin on top, he, he's looking like an old man. He's getting older. He's playing actually very well this year. He's not in his, uh, except for the like two or three times he's ruined a game for the Packers. Uh, he's yeah, he's he's technically cost us games, and honestly, he doesn't show up consistently enough. If you want to talk about a player who's having a good year, you talk about Blake Martinez, and that's, yeah. that's it. he's having a great year. If here here's my policy for defense of the Packers: if Blake Martinez doesn't make the tackle. The play is going for 20-plus yards and or a touchdown. Outside of that, Blake Martinez makes the tackle. Like, the guy is an animal, easy Pro Bowl selection, fun to watch. I want his jersey. Uh, I, I think he's he's a pretty classy guy. And if I have a jersey that says Martinez, it also says I'm racially diverse, I guess. I, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll go down on the way. But, but uh, no, I, I like the guy. He's He's absolutely fantastic to watch. And uh, anyone who watches the Packers defense, which is painful and short because everyone just scores on us, uh, will note that if a tackle's made nine times out of 10, it's, it's by Martinez. See, my, my thought is this. Clay Matthews, after he was not allowed to use PEDs anymore, has gotten so bad that this season is like a resurgence for him. Anything he's doing right now is more positive than what he has been doing the last few years. So... Good for him, kind of. The penalties were pretty bad. Ty Montgomery-esque, actually. But what can you say? They yeah, lost you, again. I think you got to check your stat book on on Clay. I think you're. I think, I think you're firing. Was, from, I think you're firing from the pip here, and you're. He's you're been missing a little so wide. bad. I'm gonna look up his. I, I think his stats. A couple other quick, and if I may, a couple other quick NFL things to hit on before we get into our closing segments. Uh, number one, Browns coach gone. He's out. Gone. We're gonna his name his... That's how bad he was. Gone. Cavaliers, Cavaliers coach. Games. Nope. The Browns coach Browners. and Cavaliers both coach are both of them are gone. Oh, they're both gone. They're both. Tyron Liu, uh, the coach for when LeBron was there, which means uh, there was a good joke again on Sports beep, beep, Radio. This tangent. Tyron Liu uh, proceeded to coach six games in his career with the Cavaliers because before LeBron was there, and if we're all being honest, LeBron was the coach. So they were joking. Tyron Lue was fire. He only coached six games for the Cavaliers, meaning just these six, and then he's gone. I'll shut up. Clay's been really bad. Also, congrats, Adam, Adam Vinatieri, getting the total highest amount of points scored ever by a football player. Now, actually, on that one, I have – no, I'm just kidding. What do you got? What do you got, Nick? Uh, Clay Matthew or uh, the Bucks are leading the division, the only undefeated team in the NBA. Um, Clay Thompson just hit 14 three pointers in three quarters, which is insane. Uh, somebody's got to turn off his stats. And Clay Matthews really is on pace to have more tackles this year than he has in the last two seasons combined. So, stat fact. All right. So, with Halloween. What would be everybody's favorite Halloween candy? Clay Matthews is not paid to tackle anybody. He's paid to sack people. <laughs> At any rate, my favorite candy in Halloween. I have an example. I'll be right back. Keep going. <laughs> we got to be careful with these Packers podcasts because yeah, they, right? they get taken over. I, I really enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm not educated to be that good of a, a sports uh, announcer. At any rate, uh, closing segment, favorite Halloween candy. 
my favorite Halloween candy is Reese's. Now, not Reese's Pieces, Reese's Cups. Uh, generally, what other kind of Reese's are, are is there besides Reese's peanut butter cups? Yeah, well, people like Reese's Pieces, evidently. I'm not a huge fan. It's mm-hmm. it's like M&M's except Reese's. Uh, Reese's Cups are, are the way to go. And uh, not those mini ones. The mini ones are not sufficient. I'm sorry. Those are okay. Uh, but the full-size Reese's Cups are the way to go. And uh, if I have a second place, I've always been a big fan of Three Musketeers. Maybe not as much anymore, um, but they, they hold a special place in my heart. I like sweet tart ropes. Kind of that's backwards. Oh well. So These licorice I discovered a few years ago. It's not licorice. It's kind of like licorice, but there's a filling in the middle that I don't know it's made out of. Sweet tart. And it's delicious. Must made be. out of it's so good. Dreams of children everywhere that you're eating their candy. Yes, I am. My my yes, my favorite uh, Halloween candy is most definitely Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh, I would have to agree with you, Nick, that the uh, the bigger cups are the better cups. I'm not the hugest fan of the big cups. You know what I'm saying? No, those it are throws okay. off the ratio. If you it throw those off in the freezer, the ratio gets off. Sorry, go ahead, Nick. Tell us more about the ratio. Yeah, what are you saying? Ratio. I'm just having fun. I'll shut up. I promise. <laughs> Dominate personality. Do that one. The uh. The the big cups, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of that was those. They're, they're they're too big to adequately put the entire thing in my mouth at once if need be. And yeah, like Nick was alluding to, the the ratio isn't quite right. There seems to be a little bit too much. I, tro- I don't know if it's. I think it's too much chocolate to peanut butter ratio on those. Uh, it's just it's just not quite right. The uh, standard peanut butter cups definitely where it's at. Uh, I will also say that the the mini mini cups like the bites or whatever that you don't have to unwrap those are amazing not necessarily because of the ratio i think it's still the ratio's a little off on those but you don't have to unwrap them and that that's that's some pretty high quality stuff right there um i would say second favorite candy i, I do also like three musketeers like nick however i would say my second favorite candy would be uh the mini m&ms i, I don't know mm. why those i think are just they're just adorable, right? And uh, they're, I, I like those a lot. Candy. Baby Ruth. Twix, actually. Ooh, I Twix forgot that every every high school uh, basketball game, typically I would have a Twix for the game. Left Twix fantastic. or right Twix? Um, yes, Twix, as opposed <laughs> to no Twix. There needs what, to be some yeah, Twix. Those, yeah, what's up with those yes, no Twix? Like, I understand the whole... Uh, what, is it or was it the left right twist? Yeah, it's left right. Oh, okay. I just made up the yes no because it seemed poetic, like yes twix as opposed to no twix. That's, you should like, get a marketing for them. That's a lot better than a left right debate. I, I had something for that marketing. for the Six Flags Great America, where for the American Eagle or whatever, you had to pick left twix or right twix side instead of the red side or blue side. <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah, get the, Kind of sponsored cool. by Twix. American I'm Eagle. okay with that, ironically. Have you ever done a Halloween event? Does Six Flags do a Halloween event? Yeah, yeah I've been doing it a couple times. Uh, it is, is it cool? Super crowded. Impressed. Uh, do not expect to go on any rides. We waited literally four and a half hours for to go on Batman. Okay. Batman's Batman. a fun ride and all, but not four and a half hours. Not of waiting four and a half hours. Time. Valley Fair in Minnesota does Valley Scare, and I've I've never checked it out. Um, 
remind me for next podcast. Uh, I went to a haunted house with some friends and with Megan, and that was quite an experience. But um, we will have to discuss that next. And we've covered our, our closing segment. Uh, and that was episode 24 of If I May. I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, we'll bring you a new episode every Thursday. Uh, please support us. Subscribe, share, rate, and review. Uh, I believe we're on Anchor uh, if you'd ever like to donate towards us. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us or have any questions, DM us on Twitter at Zarubust. Hope you guys have yourselves a wonderful Thursday. Good night.